you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder at Baseball Essential. I'm flying solo today. Uh, Vince is, uh, I believe he said he's at Disneyland this evening, on Thursday evening as I'm recording this, so uh, we'll excuse him because that is the happiest place on earth, so I'm happy to go solo, and uh, well, it's kind of, nothing new happened on Thursday, uh, it's the off season I've, I've learned in the regular season when we're doing this podcast, we have a schedule, we know what time the Dodgers are playing, and most of the time, at the trade deadline, it can get a little dicey, but for the most part, we know what time things will be happening and what we'll be talking about, and uh, it's not that not that way in the off season, and uh, so it's been kind of dicey. Uh, so, in a way, I'm glad nothing happened on Thursday since Vince is not here to talk with me about it. But uh, also, when things happen, it, it gives us a more clear cut uh, topic to talk about. But what I'm going to talk about today is two controversial left-handers who are supposedly on the Dodgers' radar. Um, that's Madison Bumgarner and Josh Hader. We have talked about both of them in the past, but uh, I have some more thoughts. Vince talked uh, quite a bit about Bumgarner the other night, but uh, that was after I had gone to bed in Washington, D.C. So uh, so I'm going to give some thoughts on Bumgarner, give some thoughts on Hader and that whole situation, uh, maybe talk a little bit about L- the Lindor trade rumors, et cetera, et cetera. That's the plan. Uh, but first, I want to remind you, please subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts and when you, when you get in your car. Tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. Um, let's talk first about Madison Bumgarner. Um, it's, it's, there's been multiple reports that the Dodgers are interested. The level of interest is unclear. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to tell how much money Bumgarner is going to get right now um, with the pitching market suddenly being really active and, uh, you know, when, when Zach Wheeler got 120 million bucks, that probably drove up Bumgarner's price a little bit. When, uh, I mean, the 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 Strasburg and Cole signings aren't direct uh, comps to Bumgarner because they're both a lot better than Bumgarner. But just you know, the rising tide raises all ships, or whatever it however it says. Um, yeah, the fact that pitchers are getting a ton of money this offseason might mean that Bumgarner is going to be in line for a big payday. Uh, I put out a poll on on our Locked on Dodgers Twitter account. Uh, a quick one-hour poll simply said, what are your thoughts on the possibility of Bumgarner becoming a Dodger? The four options were, don't want him, no way. Uh, yes, postseason magic. Sure, he's a decent third or fourth starter. Or only if he's cheap. And uh, the winning vote was... Sure, he's a decent third or fourth starter. Uh, that barely edged out. Don't want him, no way. And then, so that was 32% to 31%. Down at 23% was only if he's cheap. And then at 14% was yes, postseason magic. So uh, I am pleased. That's 172 votes. Not a ton of votes, but a, a good solid solid uh, showing. 
And I'm pleased that only 14% of you are buying into the postseason magic mystique. Uh, I do think Madison Bumgarner was at one point in his life a very good pitcher who got hot at the right time. And I, I'll even go as far as to say that he figured out how to perform in the pressure of the postseason. Uh, but what I don't believe is that he has some magic that would turn him from being a slightly above average pitcher that he is now into being that postseason ace just because it's the postseason. So, uh, you know, my my thoughts on Bumgarner, like, I mean, I've joked on Twitter that I don't want Bumgarner. I, I, I don't like Madison Bumgarner. Um, if he ends up on the Dodgers, I will root for him to do well uh, because the name across the front of his chest will be Dodgers. I root for the Dodgers. I learned to love Juan Uribe, and that's a big deal for me. I, Juan Uribe was one of my least favorite players in baseball when the Dodgers got him. And in the same week, the Dodgers got Uribe, and they got rid of Russell Martin, who was one of my favorite Dodgers at the time. That was a really rough week for me. But I learned to not just tolerate Uribe. I learned to love Juan Uribe. I don't know if I would ever learn to love Madison Bumgarner, but I could learn to root for him because uh, I want the Dodgers to succeed. And so if he's on the Dodgers, I am going to root, root, root for him every time he's pitching because his success will mean the Dodgers' success. Uh, I, I don't. If I was voting in this poll, I would have voted for either. Sure, he's a decent third or fourth starter, or only if he's cheap because. My my thoughts are somewhere in between those two things. Um, I don't want the Dodgers to sign him thinking he's going to come in and be the number two starter right you know side by side with Walker Bueller. I just don't see that happening. Um, I think Clayton Kershaw is a better pitcher than than Madison Bumgarner still, um, but I think Bumgarner would be a solid fourth ish starter on the Dodgers. And so if the price is right. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that, uh, you know, even if it was just, you know, there, there's a lot of question marks in the Dodgers rotation with Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin and Kenta Maeda and, you know, a, a lot of guys who could be starters, but we're not totally sure exactly what the role will be. Julio Urias don't know exactly, you know, there's a lot of question marks. And so if they were to bring in Bumgarner as a fourth starter kind of guy on, on the right deal, sure. And, uh, and I do think, I think Bunger is a great competitor. I think that he, uh, I think he has potential to still be a good, solid pitcher. Um, I, I think maybe the Dodgers could even help him get some of his magic back. Uh, I joked with my wife that uh, if the Dodgers do sign Bumgarner, they're going to need to get him in touch with an ENT immediately because I, I don't know if I can handle the snot rockets in a Dodger uniform. Uh, that that would bother me. Uh, but you know. When it, at the end of the day, Madison Bumgarner, the main reason we hate him is because he's on the Giants. Um, you know, and so if he was on the Dodgers, you know, personality, I do think he's a hothead. I, I would not, you know, I, I'd hope that he learns to chill out a little bit. And maybe he would. Maybe playing on the Dodgers, he would chill out a little bit. I don't know. But, uh, but ultimately, if he can help the Dodgers, I'm all for it. And I think in the right role, he could help the Dodgers. Uh, but that right role is not ace. It is something well below ace, you know, uh, third or fourth starter, and maybe even, uh, you know, moving to the bullpen later in the season, you know, when some of the other starters are ready. And who knows, Madison Bumgarner might be a really good relief pitcher. 
Um, you know, and so there's options. And I, so as much as I dislike Bumgarner, I'm not going to vote no on that just out of principle. Uh, but I do think the situation would have to be right. And I, that's probably repeated a lot of what Vince said the other night. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of emotion involved here and I think it's, it's important to separate that out. So, uh, that'll wrap it up on Bumgarner. I'm going to come back in a minute and I'll talk more about, uh, Josh Hader, the other controversial lefty that the Dodgers are theoretically maybe interested in. Uh, but first I want to tell you, if you are a Spotify listener, please use Spotify wrapped to show us your top locked on podcasts for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and at Locked On Dodgers on Twitter, and we will share it and retweet. So keep it locked on, Dodgers. All right, here's the part where we talk about sex, but we're not just going to talk about any sex. We're going to talk about good sex because this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Now, you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. All you have to do is go to BlueChew.com. What is Blue Chew? Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to risk any awkwardness or have any awkward conversation. It's right to your door in a discreet package. Nobody's even going to notice with all these holiday packages you're going to be getting. And Blue Chew, you can take it anytime. Empty stomach, full stomach, day, night. They're chewable. They work twice as fast. You can be ready to go whenever you need to go. If this sounds like something you want, go to bluechew.com. And right now with our promo code locked on, you'll get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Dodgers. Okay, I'm back and... Uh, I think in keeping with the theme of this week, we're going to go ahead and forego the obscure former Dodger for today. We'll get back on, on the obscure former Dodger horse next week uh, with my vacation schedule and our weird recording schedule. Uh, it just didn't make sense to do obscure former Dodgers for most of this week, but we will be back on that next week. So we're going to jump right into Josh Hader, and this is a sensitive topic. Um you know, I, I assume everybody listening to this knows the Josh Hader story. Here's it, here it is in a nutshell. During the All-Star game in 2018, Josh Hader was pitching, and he gave up a three-run homer to Gene Segura, I think it was. And, uh, and around that time, somebody started digging into Josh Hader's old tweets from before he was drafted by the Orioles when uh, he was like 16, 17 years old, and they found quite a few offensive tweets that were, uh, you know, racist, homophobic, sexist. There, there was a lot of ugly stuff in there. Um, I'm not going to really list them out exactly. Uh, Hater at the time, you know, he, he apologized. He, what he said was as a child, I was immature and obviously said that some things that were inexcusable that doesn't reflect on who I am as a person today. That's just what it is. Uh, he says, we're still learning who we are in high school. You live and learn this mistake won't happen again. He also said, I'm sure it's some rap lyrics being tweeted. I really don't know exactly what all is out there. Um, I don't know if he was tweeting rap lyrics, you know, we don't know what he was thinking when he tweeted these things. Uh, it's clearly, uh, he's right when he says inexcusable. Um, and you know, some people pointed out that at 
the same time he's saying it's inexcusable. He was also making excuses like I was a teenager, I was a dumb kid, etc. Um, and, and I guess I don't quite take the same hard line there. I, first, let me say, I, I recognize that as a straight white man in America, I there are things that I can't understand firsthand. Uh, and I recognize that. Racism has never been an issue for me personally. Uh, I've, I've seen it. I, I grew up in Southern California. Um, I mean, all my best friends, almost all my best friends growing up all the way through high school were, uh, some, some form of non-white. Uh, my best friend, both of his parents were from Mexico. Um, and he was, he was a very dark skinned Mexican. And so he, he kind of got the racism on both sides, uh, against Mexicans and against black people, because a lot of people thought he was black. Um, I had a lot of black friends. I had a lot of Mexican friends, some, some, uh, Cambodian friends, a lot of Cambodian friends, you know, and so I, I've seen it, but I haven't experienced it. And I recognize that. And so, uh, one of the things I, I would hope is that when we're having a conversation like this, I, th I think people too often jump straight to white dudes don't get to have opinions. And, and the reason I think that's counterproductive isn't because I'm a white dude and I want to be able to state my opinions, but, but because I think that, uh, we all bring, we all bring something to the table you know, diversity, true diversity includes straight white men. It's not everything except straight white men. True diversity is a broad range of things. And, and absolutely I get that, you know, there are a lot of straight white men voices out there already. And so, uh, you know, if you're looking for, you, you don't need all of them for diversity. Um, but I think people sometimes are too quick to jump straight to you've never experienced racism. So your opinion is invalid. Uh, and, and so I want to tell you my opinion on the Josh Hader thing. Uh, and, and I hope you will take it in the spirit that I'm presenting it, which is not a defensive white man, uh, you know, upset about people crying racism or anything. It's not that, um, my basically I'll just say it and hopefully you'll take it in the right spirit. Um, when I heard about haters comments, I realized it was not my place to be offended by them because like I said, they don't apply to me. They weren't directed at me. I wasn't the, I wasn't the group who had the right to be offended by that. So I wasn't offended. I was disappointed. Um, but I was only disappointed to an extent because I don't care about Josh Hader. He wasn't on my, my favorite team. I didn't know anything about him really. And so, um, I mean, I'm not responsible for every white man's racism. And so I, I was disappointing, but it was kind of a detached disappointment. It was a, Oh, that sucks. I wish that hadn't happened. Um, but I, but I wasn't offended because it wasn't my right to be offended. And so all, and I don't know Josh Hader. Um, and so all I can do is look at people who were in the target groups that, that had a right to be offended by it and who actually know him. And one of those is Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain is a teammate of Josh Hader's and he's African-American. Uh, and so, I mean, Josh Hader tweets out 
KKK and white power. Uh, that is Lorenzo Cain is absolutely in the group that has the right to be offended by that. Uh, and, and, and he knows Josh Hader. And so the media obviously asked Lorenzo Cain about it. And he said, uh, says, uh, I'm reading from a USA Today article at the time. Kane did not specify whether Hader apologized. So, so Hader pulled Kane aside and talked to him. And Kane did not specify whether Hader apologized and hadn't seen Hader's tweets beyond knowing they were, in quotes, hate comments. He did not believe Hader to be a hateful person. And then here's a quote from Kane. When anybody does something like that, you're always surprised. At the end of the day, you've got to give people a second chance. You understand you have to forgive people, move on from it. For me, it's over and done with. He said it, it got out there. I'm moving on from it individually anyway. Uh, and then later he said, uh, Renzo Kane said, that's one reason why I don't have social media for things like this. You always get in trouble for things you said when you're younger. Uh, and, and, you know, that's kind of, that that is an African-American man who knows Josh Hader personally, knows, you know, as much as anybody can know what's in another person's heart, Lorenzo Cain would have a good inkling of what's in Josh Hader's heart. They He knows him, and he was in the target group who had the right to be offended by it, and he is choosing to chalk it up to he was a stupid kid, and it's not who he is today. Uh, and so that kind of is where I where I come at it. I, I don't think it's my place to forgive Hader because... Like I said, it wasn't my place to be offended in the first place. And so there's no need for forgiveness from me or even any right for me to forgive him because it's not my place. Uh, all I can do is go off of Lorenzo Cain and people like that who know Josh Hader and who were in those target groups. And, and so when, when I look at the possibility of the Dodgers getting Josh Hader, and that's, that's why I'm talking about this here on the Dodgers podcast, because rumors are out there that the Dodgers are interested in Josh Hader. And that is obviously and rightfully bringing up a lot of mixed emotions. And there are a lot of people who absolutely do not want Josh Hader on the Dodgers because of this stuff. And, and I respect that. I don't think those people are wrong. I don't begrudge them that. Um, what, what bothers me a little bit is jumping straight to anybody who would be okay with Hader being on the Dodgers being a racist jumping straight to, uh, oh, typical white man's opinion, you don't know what you're talking about. And I, I've seen a lot of that, and including from some people I, I like and respect. And, you know, I, I would hope that we could have more nuanced discussions. And, and part of the problem is Twitter sucks. Twitter sucks. And it, it is not a place for nuanced discussion. Um, problem is, it's what we have it's it's kind of how a lot of us have have become a, a community. Sometimes it's a dysfunctional community. Sometimes people in the community don't like each other, but that's what we have. And and I would like it if we could have more nuanced discussions. Um, but obviously, I mean, I've been talking about this now for ten minutes, and so that's a whole lot of tweets, and they wouldn't come across right. Obviously. You know, I couldn't say these things. I'm hoping with you guys hearing my voice saying these words, words, you will recognize that it's not coming from a place of racism or hatred or ignorance even. It's coming from a place of the world is a complicated place. And I personally, in 
every instance possible, I believe in giving people the benefit of the doubt and giving people a second chance. I don't believe in unlimited chances, but I believe in a second chance. And I do believe that there are a lot of people who have said a lot of stupid things when they were teenagers that they would be embarrassed about as an adult. Um, not everybody has said racist things. You know, maybe he really was just quoting, quoting songs he had heard and not realizing, oh, I'm not supposed to quote those things. I don't know. I, I don't know what was going through his head then. I don't even know what's in his head or his heart now. All I can do is take Lorenzo Cain's word for it, that he thinks that Hater is, is a changed person, that it's not who he is, and, and then judge Hater on his actual actions. Um, and from what we've seen that we know of, he hasn't been a racist or a sexist or a homophobe in the last 10 years ish, you know, we, we don't know anything for sure. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be willing to bet any sum of money on Josh Hader is not a garbage person because there are very few people I would, I would trust enough to, to do that just because I don't know. I don't know what's in people's hearts, but I do believe that, uh, Josh Hader should not be, uh, penalized for the rest of his life for something he said as a teenager. Doesn't mean it was okay to say it. It doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve the backlash he gets. I just personally, I think that uh, I'd be okay with the Dodgers getting him and I'd be fine with the people who want to still boo him, who would be upset by that. I, I think it's great that we can all have opinions like that. I just hope that we can all respect each other's opinions and not not jump straight to you're wrong and I'm right and you're an idiot and you're a racist and white men need to shut up. Uh, because, uh, you know, and some of that probably is defensive because I do want to be able to have opinions on things. Um, I, I, I think there are a lot of instances in... American society where we do allow people to have opinions on things that don't directly affect them. Um, one obvious example is the the opinions on. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I, I, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to upset anybody here. Um, but I I just want. I think we should be able to have nuanced conversations, and I think there is a lot of nuance in the Josh Hader situation. Uh, and ultimately, I'm at the point with Hader that I can just look at it from a baseball standpoint. I, I, not that I've forgotten the personal things, but I, I feel like from what I know, from what I've read of Lorenzo Cain, all that, you know, I, I'm ready to look at it from a baseball standpoint if the Dodgers do decide to get him. Uh, my concern will be, why did he give up so many homers last year and is that going to carry through to next year and can the Dodgers help him fix that? Uh, that? That will be my thought process if the Dodgers do get Josh Hader. Uh, so that was very long-winded. I, I hope that that came across okay. And I don't even expect you guys, uh, like we say at the end of every episode, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. I, I don't expect you all to agree with me on my conclusions. Um, you, you, and especially if you are somebody who is directly targeted by Josh Hader's comments and you're still upset at him, I 100% support you in that. Um, I... It's not how I feel, but I'm not going to say you're wrong for that. Um, I, I do think that none of us know Josh Hader personally, know what's in his heart. And and 
just for your well-being, I'd recommend letting it go just because, uh, you know, I've gotten soft in my old age, I guess, but I think I'm a happier person when I don't hate people, when I'm not upset at people all the time. Um, I think there's so much hatred and anger on social media and in political discourse and in all this stuff, race relations in America. And, you know, and, and I also recognize that it, that it is easier for me to say, let's all just get along when I'm not the person who's a target of racism. So I get it. I, I'm not, you know, and so I wouldn't, uh, insist that you're wrong for feeling this way. Uh, I would hope that we could all eventually get to the point where we could give people second chances, give people the benefit of the doubt, and and base people base our judgments on people's actions. Kind of a "what have you done for me lately?" situation. You know, uh, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Uh, there's some quacking involved in that saying, saying too. Walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck. anyway. Um, and from what we can tell, the last ten years or so, Josh Hader has looked and walked and quacked like a duck, uh, and not a racist. And so that's the best I can gather from this. So those are my thoughts on Josh Hader. If he can help the Dodgers win, I'm fine with the Dodgers getting him. And basically that's my thoughts on on Madison Bumgarner too. Uh, It would be interesting to see if the Dodgers got one or both of them. Uh, It's a couple polarizing figures among Dodger fans. Uh, But if they can help the Dodgers win, uh, I'm okay with that. And, And that's not to say... Uh, all I care about is the Dodgers winning. I wouldn't be okay with the Dodgers saying Addison, Addison Russell. Um, I'm not. I'm not ready to move on past what Addison Russell did. Partly because he's no. He's shown no contrition. He he doesn't seem to think he did anything wrong, or at least publicly, you know. And, and so you know, Addison Russell is a different story. Um, a lot of the guys are are different stories. But Josh Hader, I I think is. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to move on from and massive mum is just, I hate him as a person, but you know, that's just because he's a punk and he's a giant. So if he was a punk and a Dodger, I'd learn to deal with it. So that's it for today. Um, th- I, I love to hear your thoughts. You know, uh, if you disagree with me, if you think I'm missing something, please tell me because I, I want to learn. And I do believe that in the past, you know, in my life, I've, like I said, I've known a lot of people of a lot of races, a lot of not a uh, you know a lot of sexualities. Um, I, I've known a lot, a very diverse group of people, and I've learned a lot from all of them. And I am absolutely open to learning uh, and learning people's perspectives, even if I don't end up agreeing with you and you don't end up agreeing with me. I hope we can have civil discourse and and get each other's opinions and and feel good about that. So uh, that'll be it for today. Vince and I will be back on Monday. Maybe we'll have some news. I didn't end up talking about Francisco Lindor today. There's some rumors that maybe there's some steam picking up there. Maybe Mike Clevenger involved. So hopefully maybe we'll have something to talk about on on Monday's episode with some action over the weekend for the Dodgers. Uh, But we'll be here either way to talk about something. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you have Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use it, please subscribe there. It will help other people find us. Uh, tell your friends about us, rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number, if you want to leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text, the number is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you will be too. 
When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree, you just have to listen. We'll talk to you later. D, I say D-O, D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all hard, all hard and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye! Zoo!